I'm like looking forward to recording this podcast in the winter finally. Yeah. It's uh we 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 always seem to choose the days where it's what is it? Feels like thirty something today. Feels like thirty something. Or no, um, it's twenty nine. Feels like thirty seven or some bullshit. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's some intense heat. Oh my god! Freaking AC units, my yeah. new cuddle buddy. Tell you what's nice though is that we are drinking beer out of cans today. Mm-hmm. Having some Mad Jack Premium Apple Lager. Lager. That's how you pronounce it. I really want to go somewhere like. I'm just thinking like New York, find a really nice deli in New York and go and be like, yes, can I have one Bajel? Bajel? And just like complete with utter confidence, order something that is totally real, pronounced completely incorrect. Call it a bagel. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing people actually do say that was a bagel. I bagel? Feel like it's, it's like apparently, you know where it's from, the, the original joke. Community? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's because she actually does say... I lived in New York. Did you live in New York? No, she says... Oh, she says... I was like, the character right, says, I never knew this about you. Yeah, you know, there was a time in my uh, late 30s where I uh, drifted around, lived in New York for a couple of years, um, you know, worked on my projects and, and such. <laughs> you, you were the, the second Andy Warhol? Yeah. Andy, Whose birthday, I assume? Andy. Uh, Two Hall? Floor Hall. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> the heat has gotten to us, guys. It's officially listening to two guys go absolutely insane. Insane. Descent into madness. I should be getting used to the heat, though, because I'm going to be at Oceaga this weekend. Hey, good oh, fucking luck. Three days. Um, I'm going to knock on wood here. The floor is wood, so there it is. So far, they're calling for sunny all three days and highs of 25. Okay, 25 is livable. 25, You can 26. survive 25. That's it. You can survive 25. No? Okay. <laughs> Like, are you waiting for me to chip in on I this I can song? drive 65, 55, something like that. That's a song. It's a dad rock song. Anyway. It's a dad rock yeah, song. Um, but yeah, so so far the weather's going to be nice enough to enjoy it, but not too hot that you want to like die after two hours and just... Yeah, like a day, today's the kind of day where like I literally went across the street to get groceries and dreaded every second from the grocery store to my apartment door. Yeah. Because it is just like balls to the walls hot it's... and on the way back i did that guy thing where it's like yeah one bag is enough for all these groceries when really it should have been three uh we've all done that balancing eggs and then decided to stop at the subway for a sandwich on the way home i need to stop somewhere cool yeah somewhere they, it's not even so much that subway has these brilliantly made sandwiches it just had hc uh, in between AC. my apartment and the there you store. go which, I mean, you realize that the walk from the grocery to my apartment is, like, less than a minute. Yes. <laughs> I do know that. So, like, the stop-off... I mean, I did need some lunch, so it was there was a reason, but it was just, like... Really, when I say I need to stop for AC, it's because after 40 seconds, I was like, woof, too hot. Yeah. No, here we are, talking about the weather. We do that a lot. We talk about the weather a lot. Yeah, we live in a city where the weather gets pretty bass-ackwards most times. Montreal weather is... Bipolar. Yeah. And I say that with extreme sensitivity to, you know, people who are bipolar. I I understand your apology. I understand your way of uh, making that statement. But, I mean, bipolar, by definition, is just something being extreme to opposites. Yes, there are disorders that are referred to as being bipolar disorders. Yeah. That some people do suffer from. But it's not like it's the only use of that word. Yeah. Magnets are bipolar. This is a that's, factual description of the way a magnet is designed and works. So that's how they work. <laughs> yes. Katy Perry's song explains it to us all very clearly. You see, they're both hot and cold. They yes, are in mean. and out. I can't throw the lyrics to the song. I really don't want to sing it. I know more lyrics to that song than I'd care to admit. I think uh, we all do. I used to know the dance to it with my campers. It was a dance. I, it, there was a dance? Yeah, the campers had one. We all knew it. The campers had one. I worked in a summer camp for years. And then the children took over. <laughs> oh, I wish. Would have been so much more fun. I've never been a camp counselor. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's a very generic, like, West Island, it our is. generation thing to do. I mean, I guess you could say I've technically, like, I've facilitated some, like, events <laughs> at, at work. Okay, yeah, you did do, yeah. yeah, you did I've do that. I've done that a couple of years. You worked with kids there a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's fun. But I mean, yeah, I worked, I mean, I went to a camp, my mother... My mother joined a the board of directors for a summer camp because they were short on members. And then as soon as her and a friend joined, the rest of the board quit immediately 
Like, she didn't even get a full two meetings with the whole group. They were like, yeah, we're gone. That was fun. So she ran that camp for another, like, ten years. Uh, which is her and her friend and whoever she hired. Yeah, it worked out. It was a great camp. It was a lot of my childhood was being a camper there, then a CIT, then a counselor, and yeah, my, helping um, behind the scenes. I know my brother was a counselor there, or a CIT. Um, my sister and my other brother both went there. Did they um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I must I, I must know them. You probably have. It was weird, like... You probably have come across them at, at some point. The weird sure. thing now is being an adult, and, like... You ever had that thing where it's, like, you age slower than kids do? If that makes sense? Yeah, it's like you feel... I, I mean, once you sort of get past 18, you don't really change too much. But kids, they go from 6 to 8, and they're, like, twice the size, and like, have deep voices and facial hair. To go hair back to our, our previous topic was Pokemon Go, and I was playing it in the mall, and... I, I, a bunch of kids were talking about it. Like, these kids must have been, like, 13 to 16 type thing. Like, that age range, you couldn't really put a finger on it exactly. And I, I went over to the group to make a comment they were they were debating something. I was like, actually, and I corrected them. And one of them goes, yo, Shonen! And I'm like, yes. Like, no idea. And then he finally made a comment about camp, and I clicked. I'm like, I was your counselor! You were, like, seven! What are you now, you adult thing? You are... <laughs> you are of... The age to be alone in a mall publicly with people and swearing and playing video games. It's like a weird, weird world sometimes when you meet someone who was like, like literally a baby and now they are like, oh, we can have a civilized conversation oh about civilized things. Yeah, growing up is weird. Same thing. My cousin is turning 13 very soon. Iris, I still remember when he was born. Oh, yeah. One of the running gags we used to always have with my friends was my youngest brother, Sam. We always said, like, he'll forever be a nine-year-old kid in our minds. Right. And that kind of just stuck with us to the point now where it's like, he's turning 21 this year, and we're going to be going to Maine. So we'll be able to legally take him out drinking in the States. Yeah. And I'm, in my head, he's still nine-year-old Sam, you know, playing Halo 1 with me and mispronouncing turrets as Tourette's. <laughs> I get the Tourette's. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> One see, of the greatest see, moments. For me, I never... I, I don't feel I notice this as much with my siblings because I see them literally, you know, every day of my life. I, I notice it a lot more with you, whether it's relatives or just people I know mm -hmm. who I don't. Maybe I will even go months, even a year, year and a half without seeing. You come back and all of a sudden they, they know 20 more words than they did last time. And they're eight inches taller and heavier. Yeah, and eight, eight inches heavier. Eight inches heavier. <laughs> I put on eight inches this year. Around the waist. Eight pant sizes. Oh, my God. Uh, even just... Um, Polly yesterday, my, my betrothed, was showing me... Sure you like that word. I just, <laughs> because of the damn show, it's the only reason. Was showing me Snapchats from my cousin Aaron and her uh, two kids. And I'm like, looking at the two of them, like, talking and, like, singing along songs and being funny. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, you couldn't read last time we spoke, let alone, like, full conversations. Hold what happened? Hold a tune or, you know... Hold a tune. Yeah, it was impressive. Singing Christmas songs in the middle of July, Little Jews. Little Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know what the context was for that, but they were singing Christmas songs. Well, maybe they haven't gotten their seasons down pat yeah, yet. Yeah, there months go. of the year. Or so, their religion, apparently. Or their religion. <laughs> two, two little Jewish girls in July singing Christmas songs. Look, like there's a children's book about this somewhere. It's an incremental process, raising children. It takes a city, as they say. Is that it takes a village? Yeah. <laughs> but I think because of globalization and the expansion of the population, maybe we have to adjust to scale. Uh, now. I like that. It Very takes, well it takes a, a, a small country. It takes, it takes a small country with at least 10,000 to 10,001 to 50,000 uh, residents. <laughs> 10,001 to 50,000. Yeah. I've always loved it. Like, how much money do you make in a year? Do you make 20,000 to 10,000 or do you make 10,001 to this, I'm like, what? Why are you really? That's the scale you're going with here. That what? Well, like, who's the guy who's like, I make twenty thousand and eighty six cents. Yeah, I get. Oh, where's that put me? Well, I guess I'll answer that academically because, you know, in school, one thing that I learned is how to create a good survey. Really? Because this was. It actually does come in handy because. It really is. You can't have questions that either someone doesn't know how to answer or could answer more than one if they need to just answer one. So that's why instead of saying 10,000 to 20,000, 20,000 to 30,000, what if someone makes 20 grand right on the dot? They can fit in both and you don't get the proper 
representation that you're looking for. So as 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 silly as it seems, yeah, I guess it, it does, does seem sense, silly. Though. It does make sense. I still I mean, love one of my favorite subreddits, the crappy design. They'll occasionally post those where it's like, how many songs do you buy uh, on iTunes per uh, week, and it's like zero to ten. Uh, 15 to 30 <laughs> and then like 31 to like 80 and it's like I buy 12 I don't yeah. fit in this chart anywhere yeah well there's, a, there's another subreddit on reddit called our sample size oh really um, I used it a lot more when Ooh. I was still a marketing student and I had to write surveys and design surveys but it's pretty much hmm. people posting up their surveys A for people to take them so they can get enough you know responses to conduct their research and B hey, do these questions all make sense? And you have people there who can sort of critique them, like, oh, this is a leading question. It's like, you know... Um, That's interesting. I never thought of that. Great do resource. you believe Canada has a responsibility to protect its citizens by sending troops overseas? Yes or no? If I say yes, then am I agreeing to Canada has a responsibility to protect its citizens, or am I agreeing to send troops overseas? If I say no, am I saying no, no responsibility to protect citizens? No, they shouldn't send oh, troops okay. So it's things like misleading that. Misleading answer. Yeah, misleading yeah. answer, you know, leading questions, poor representation. So things like that. We got very academic here out of just a joke question. But, yeah, but you know, I like that, though. That's what this podcast is for. It's for those weird tangential things that may come up that could be worth learning or worth discussing. I just like to be reminded and remind others that my marketing degree does occasionally come in handy. Respect. <laughs> Respect. Very rarely, but occasionally. Well, that's like whenever I'm with a customer at work and they have their kids there and they're like, you know, oh, where did you go to school or what school and did you get a job like this? Clearly leaving me to tell the kids about school. And I'm like, um... A few years of Abbott, and then I dropped out, and I'm working here now. <laughs> um, kids, cover your ears. And the mood of the conversation switches immediately. Oh, and you always the one with like, oh, that, I mean, that's fine. Like, they didn't expect the, this guy who's helping me who's quite helpful to not be an educated person. <laughs> what do you mean you have no education? You slack-jawed yokel? Hmm. Does anyone call anyone that anymore? Is that a thing? Yokel? Yes. Or uh, slack-jawed. You know who would use that word? Mary's boyfriend. Our friend Mary's boyfriend. Yeah. Because he calls people daddy-o still, um, <laughs> I, apparently. I, I saw him not long ago and he used the term daddy that was great. It's fantastic. Shout out to, shout out to Matt. Mm-hmm. Shout out good to Matt. Good guy. Good guy. Never met him, but I'm sure he's a good guy. You don't met him yet? No. Now the awkward sound. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. We have no idea where to go next like, from here. Where did I, should I have mentioned that? Is this too personal to be on the podcast? I had a conversation recently with um, Paula and her family about the podcast, and a mm-hmm. few of the things she brought up were, we tend to name people a lot. Yeah. Of what we're discussing the podcast, all, behind the scenes, on the scenes. Um, we discuss people a lot, and I realized, like, yes, but it's always to get to a point. Yeah. Like, we bring up an example uh, of someone giving us a story, like their tattoo stories, or their, you know, Airbnb stories, to get to a point about that subject. Like, looking back at Audrey's story, uh, our coworker, yeah. about her Airbnb in Japan, it was to get to the point of Airbnbs aren't perfect. They're not like a company or a hotel or a corporation. They're public people doing the best they can. Things can go wrong. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand sort of that coming from, but it's like other podcasts, people tell anecdotes involving, hey, my friend Steve or my friend josh or my Mm -hmm. friend whatever and it's like i don't need to completely introduce the world to this person i'm not building you know character development no it's it's just nice to be able to refer to that person so they know that we're referring to them or about them they're not like was that about me it's like yes i said your name it's about you why are you did you not listen to the words before your story uh and at the same time i'm not saying he or she 17 to 18 times when there might be other characters in this tale i can refer to so and so. Or it's like my friend and my other friend. So friend one, friend two, and you just get mixed yeah, it's up. It's easier to the names. Like I said, if we ever say your name on the show and you're like, could you not say my name on the show? I'll go back and take it out. I've done it before. Yeah. Not for names, but other stuff. Yeah. Ooh, you've missed things. Yeah. Usually just bad stuff or I've missed a line or like a weird hiccup or something. Never anything that would have seriously added to your listening experience had it remained in the podcast. Precisely. Precisely. No, that's interesting, though. Feedback. We mm-hmm. talk a little bit about feedback. No, I like cause... the fact that we get feedback. I've Something that had come up with me, though, is a lot of the feedback we get are from friends. Because, again, this podcast is a pretty small reach right now. Yeah, it's a small game. And I feel like a lot of the feedback we get is almost biased in that way of, like, we know you so. 
mm-hmm. where on a larger scale it might not be as noticeable. Like one of the ones like Paul had brought up the using people's names, like you know, someone listening to your show, like if your cousin sends it to a friend and that friend sends it to another guy somewhere else, there's literally like virtually no connection to us. They don't know who Carol is, and I think that that's fine. I'm just referring to her as a friend. And then I go into the story. It's yeah. not like they need to know Carol's whole life story to know that time Carol and I went to a parking lot and drank beers late into the night to discuss the wonders of the universe. Yes, but where did Carol go to high school that really, you know... What color shorts was she wearing on that day? Or were they leggings? Or, God forbid, a skirt? What is I her don't... grandmother's maiden name? <laughs> And her first dog in the street she grew up on. I can now get into our iTunes. <laughs> Damn it. We've revealed too much. Yeah, so it's nothing like that. And I guess, um, well, first of all, I mean, I want to preface this by saying that we always appreciate hearing how we can improve. Mm-hmm. And it's always so exciting when a coworker or a friend just pops in, not even with me prompting them or anything like that, and just saying, hey, I listened to your podcast, by the, by the way. You know, yeah, just the other I day. love that. And uh, this most recently was our our, our friend uh, our friend Paul, who actually um, oh I didn't even know Paul listened to it yeah he just just listened to it oh Paul uh, the, the one about uh, spoilers so a couple Ooh. weeks ago yeah I figured that's pretty appropriate for him considering yes. his area of interest uh, yeah, our friend sense. Paul is a big movie buff if he's listening so mm-hmm. shout out to Paul um, and yeah so I just I thought asked him like, first of all hey thanks I appreciate it and you know what did you think and he's like. Oh, you know, you guys are really funny. You have good chemistry. You made me laugh, and it'd be cool if you know you guys can go somewhere with this. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's definitely a a goal. It's definitely a thought. If 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 we can get somewhere, we can get a sponsor. We can you know keep yeah. doing this, or or even do other events like on the side, like make this into a bigger thing. Then absolutely, a I'd love to do that. Whole network, a Con- conglomerate, conglomerates, yes, conglomerate. So you know, it's always nice. And even if someone had come around and said, you know what, I wasn't a huge fan. I'm like, okay, what is it you didn't like? Yeah, what, we want to know something that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't hold back just because we're your friends or your family or your significant other. Hint, no, hint, I, 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 think, I think Paul's probably the best because she knows she can be critical of me because she loves me. Uh, and even then, I got some feedback from other people, which are things I, I we will discuss later on off show, and we will look at how to adapt the show to better maybe cover some of those things. We are not set in our ways at the at this point. We've done this is our twelfth episode. Yeah. So, you know, and even then, our first couple episodes did not follow the the formula that we have now, right? Mm-hmm. We're still open to improvement. I mean, even more established podcasts probably do things. They introduce segments. They take them away. They do things a little differently. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with always being open and willing to evolve and change if if you get a piece of feedback that not only makes sense, but you also agree with. Like the human race and this world we live in, much like those creatures, we will constantly evolve to become better, more powerful, hunter-gatherers. I think I'm getting off topic here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what? I, uh, God damn. <laughs> but I was even going to say, there's a show I listened to that after, I think they're like 40-odd episodes in, and just this like last episode or two started going with the... You know, we never, we never introduce ourselves. Like, they literally go, like, we always just assume our fans know who we are, but someone joining the podcast for the first time has no fucking clue who we are. So they now, at the beginning of every episode, try to introduce themselves. But even then, like, this week, they all did it themselves. Last week, one guy introduced everybody. So it's kind of funny seeing a show that seemed like it was set 40 episodes in, making this big of a change. Yeah. So, please, I mean, I know it's weird that we're, like, in the middle of the podcast and we're, we're, we're talking about this now. It always, like... Send comments through text, through through message, Twitter. whatever. Carrier pigeon. Seriously, I want more carrier pigeons. I do not get nearly enough. Yeah. The current got, number being zero, but it's not enough. Current number is zero. So if we got a thousand times more, <laughs> we'd still have zero. You need to just do plus one. Plus one. Or a raven. I don't know. I feel like ravens would be more cool. Yeah, Game but of Thrones, as still. they say in Game of Thrones, dark wings, dark words. Better than quack wings, whack words. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you can train ducks to carry messages. I think they're assholes. Hashtag ducks are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be this week's hashtag? Yeah, maybe ducks. I should start doing that and dropping it at random points in the show so like I know who's listening. Because that might be my, thing, my favorite thing. I'm going to call someone out, one of our friends, Dimitri, and obviously one of our listeners who hashtagged beer has yeast in it from a few weeks yeah. ago 
but didn't tag either of us. Just put the hashtag out there and went on with his day. Yeah, so we got like likes from people who who I don't even know. So they must have just thought this was like some eureka moment he had. And, <laughs> and I just I kind of love the idea of this like viral like just hashtag and just see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so ducks are assholes. Ducks are My assholes. mother might not agree. She has a few ducks living in the pool in the backyard and they're actually really cool. Well, maybe those ducks are cool, but let, let's say the exception in to general. Everyone. I don't know, the duck wears a leather jacket, sunglasses, goes up to the juice box, just smacks it, and uh, music starts playing? Or was I watching Happy Days? One of the two. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I forget if I was looking at ducks or watching Happy Days. They're pretty similar things. Hey. <laughs> That's, you sound just like the duck! Wow. <laughs> Maybe it was me. The <laughs> whole time. You were the duck the entire time. We got a lot of beer resistant to hashtags, though. We got yeah, that three. was a weirdly popular one, we too. We got three, I think. Four? Three or four? Three or four, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That was, it's a very fun little game to play. I like this new game. Yeah, like I said, we could drop it at random points throughout the show and, like, <laughs> see who's listening, if, you know, anyone is. If anyone's that might out be there. a fun thing to do, because one of the feedbacks we did get, actually, was the naming structure for our podcast. How we tend to name it after our subject, but in reality, we don't get to our subject till almost like half an hour into it. What if we just titled everything one of the hashtags in the episode, and mm-hmm. then in the blurb discuss the topics? There was no no sense. So like this week, we have our subject, but the episode title might be hashtag ducks are assholes. Hashtag ducks are assholes. <laughs> like that way there's no context. You're just like, what is, what, what is this week's episode about? And then you actually read the description. And go, Oh, they discussed dude, dude, dude. Uh, actually, did you read my description for last week's episode? For the Pokemon Go episode? Yes. I did. Oh, thank you so I much. Hope, I hope some people do read it. I hope. If you haven't and you're on your podcast app now, you can go back to your previous episodes, whether they be deleted or on the you know, stream list. Yeah. However your app divides, organizes stuff. I'm gesturing like a list of some sort. Yeah, you're flapping <laughs> your arm up and down. like I'm like, this is a list. 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 You're how you're doing it. Yeah, it's as if... snake-like. Wow. We all know about snakes. <laughs> oh, Chalupa. Chalupa. Our favorite mascot. I really think I need to send a mixed shirt to the show one day. The beer has yeast, Chalupa the, the beer snake. beer has yeast, Chalupa the snake. <laughs> ducks are assholes. <laughs> I'm just doing a stream of shirts. Out of all one day we'll have this stream of inside jokes that are merchandisable and <laughs> empire. Empire. Conglomerate. Conglomerate. Speaking uh, of which, Inc., the shirt division. <laughs> the shirt and just have a guy hire a guy who's like master of shirts or something like that a rising great type job titles in this oh, I mean, or a company yet but would we have job titles yeah what would yours be oh I haven't even thought of it. I would probably oh, man. I would probably say you know the bringer of puns the bringer of puns yeah I, mean, I don't know the bard of finales the bard of finales <laughs> I've been watching um, some animes recently that are very, like, MMO-based, so bards has been a word in my dictionary recently. Bard. I love the idea of a bard. <laughs> Even in the video game, it's the class of, like, I am the swordsman, I am the mage, I have this little guitar thing that I play and it makes you all do good. That's my power. I cast a spell, I slash with my sword, I provide some really, you know, fancy background music. <laughs> some chill <laughs> tunes to, to fight to, just, like, so you know when you're fighting, you're just a little more inspired... Although in this one show, they're making it seem like really badass. It's like, I play this song, and whenever you hit an enemy with an attack, it hits them twice and double the strength. And it's like, why is not everyone a bard? Fuck this shit. I guess the warrior, you know, everyone else is just really about the music. That's it's it. It's just all about the music, man. That is it. I also, got, I got into being a bard because of the music. <laughs> <laughs> Saving princesses and slaying dragons, number two. But first, it's about, it's about the music. Yo, that song you played in that fight was amazing. What was it? Pfft, probably never heard of it. Some underground group. <laughs> Bunch of mole people taught it to me. Real underground. Uh, I've started doing uh, covers of of, uh, of uh, John Cougar Mellencamp songs. <laughs> I would, I, I, another podcast I follow, I've recently fallen in love with, is called Cool Games Inc. And they basically try to build, like, they basically try to pitch a video game to somebody, to a company, that is, like, completely insane, but, like, with some really silly mechanic. Like, they did one where it was a, you had a 3D printer that printed edible controllers, so every time you played, the controller was different button layouts and everything, which made the game harder. But then the controller was also really delicious. You kind of wanted to eat it. And that was the challenge of the game. And All just right. like, they've done some crazy shit. And I kind of like the idea of like a game where you play as a bard, but it's all using music off your computer. 
So it's like you're rocking out to to, to some like limp biscuit. No. But you have no control for the song, and every song has something totally different effect in the game. It's like, oh no, the Game of Thrones theme song. Everyone's getting killed instantly. Oh good no, we're back to some Taylor Swift. I'm healing, I guess. Oh, now it's Nickelback. Everyone's jumping off a bridge. <laughs> the mass suicide spell has been cast. Or Creed. Everyone's suddenly drinking the Kool-Aid and dying. <laughs> oh my oh. god. I, Wait, uh, remind me, is Nickelback Canadian? Am I crazy? Nickelback is Canadian. Oh, why do there so many terrible stains on history the, as a people? Yeah. You know what, though? They're all right, I guess. Ugh. There's I guess worse there musical worse. acts out there. Like Creed. Know. We had an amazing moment at work the other day where we did, like, you know, YouTube has that you can sort of like, just, like, continuously play things. It'll just play the next video of things you want. Yeah. And we had put on some, like, classic rock. So we got some Aerosmith. Got some Metallica. I had a tiger came up. So some great classics. And then it went to something a little less classic, but still rock. And then that went to Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> and then it just played every Avril Lavigne song <laughs> ever for like an hour. And none of us turned it off. We all just like, well, I accept our fate. This is what we're doing now. It, are we at the point where like Skater Boy and Complicated, are those classic rock now? It's early 2000, like total millennium stuff. Uh, I mean, they're old. They're like, is Skater Boy 2000 or pre-2000? I'm going to look that up while you keep talking. Oh, good. Throw me under the bus. I'm going to show my next beer because I chugged that first one really quickly because I was, one, really thirsty. And yeah, I've know. already opened my second beer. No, um, you do them really quickly. I'm going to notice. You're stealthy. I don't know. I guess I've always been a quick drinker. Skater Boy is from 2002. Okay, so good. 14 years ago. Jesus Christ, 14 years ago. I was an 11-year-old. That, that song could sneak into bars in Montreal now. Yeah. Not that I condone underage drinking, but if you were underage and want to drink, Montreal's the place to go. If that song was Jewish, they would have already had a bar mitzvah. Dude. Or a bat mitzvah. But it probably would have been... If, 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 like, even though it's Skater Boy, it feels like it's a female song. Yeah, but spoken in the female voice. Yeah, that song always confused me. Um... <laughs> Now to really analyze Skater Boy for a second, because that's where you all wanted to hear on this week's episode. Yeah. It's a song about a girl saying no to a boy because he's like, oh, some punk kid. And then him making it big on TV as a musician. Like yeah. He's on MTV rocking out and she tries to get tickets to the show and he's like, oh, I'm with some new chick now. Like, you said no and fuck off. I got her. But then the two of them are the ones writing this song, but she's the one singing it. Like the context being Avril Lavigne is the girl who's now dating the skater boy, but it's his song. So is she singing a cover of someone else's song in the song? I, I'm really more concerned with the fact that they spelled skater with an eight. I'm sorry, is that more concerned with my knowledge of the song? Boy, you know, I, I, I think it's a song about regret. I think on a bigger scale, yes, it's more the mechanics of the song. More of. The- I've had, I've had this really weird thing. I've wanted to start. I've actually debated starting a YouTube channel about this. Of just complaining about songs. Complaining about songs. And the two I always go back to are God of I Remember the Damn Song, where you maybe you'll know who it is. It's one of those pop radio hits where they describe love as a force field. Love is a force field. Yeah. Your love, it's like a force field that pulls me closer. And then I'm like, that's not what a force field does. Force field would repel, push you away. You are using force field incorrectly in this statement. Any uh-huh. sci-fi nerd would hate you. I don't know who it is. I feel like it's one of those like... It's like the small singing interlude in a rap song or something. Probably like a Lemony Snicket type. Lemony Snicket type? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Just the books? Is he a rapper too now? I, I'm i thinking of Jordan Sparks, of course. Oh. <laughs> but Jordan Sparks does love as a battlefield or something like that. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the same thing. It could be. I have no idea. I don't know where the I other got one, the Lemony other one Snicket always... from. but oh, That's really weird. The other one that really bugs me is... Um, <laughs> is that? Uh, no, is... Um, Starships are meant to fly. Technically, once you're in space, there's no air resistance. Thus, you're not flying. You're more accurately sailing would be the correct term to use. So starships were, in fact, not made to fly. Your song is false. That's a great YouTube channel. I, <laughs> I just I need like three or four more songs before this is worth doing. <laughs> but there's enough dumb songs out there I could do this with. I think I've told you also my my image. My I, I, my, my, I planned a vine for the last year and a half I haven't put together yet. Because it's a joke that would only work in a vine. Okay. And it is um, one of Drake's songs. I got a lot of enemies trying to drain me of my energies. And I just picture Drake sitting on the schoolyard, like, ground, playing Pokemon cards. Oh, God. And someone playing the energy drain card and being like, drain me of my energies. 
<laughs> just I just find Drake one day and like a few seconds of film and a few Pokemon cards. It's yeah, easy enough. Not easy. I have the budget for this. The tough part is finding those energy cards. I think I do have a few spare if I'm lucky. Got that double colorless. Oh, dude, yeah, All the rainbow energy. About the double colorless. Anyway, I think... We've gone way too far into this topic, let alone our preambles. All right, we could probably cut some stuff out. And oh, I'm sure we'll do some edits. We can definitely do some edits. But... This week... We're, we're speaking of which... Travel. Travel. And this, I gotta say, totally inspired by a manager at work who randomly just one morning was like, everyone... Uh, what is your dream vacation? And I was intrigued because a lot of the answers kind of went to the same way. And I mean, as someone who's traveled a bit, there's a lot of fun trips I've done that I'd love to redo. In fact, I'm redoing Hawaii. There you go. But I kind of like, I won't go right into it right away, but I kind of like the idea of like, what is that dream vacation? Like forget budget, forget time constraints. You are allowed to go anywhere you've always wanted to go and do anything you've always wanted to do within the realm of you could physically do it. Where would you go? What would you do? Oof. That's a tough one because there's a lot of places. And like, that's it. Is it's really tough. It is really, really tough. Damn. I mean, like, I've always, like, for the past year, two years, I've definitely wanted to go to South Africa. Nice. First of all, it's not too expensive. Even though I know in this hypothetical scenario, money isn't too much of, a, of an object. Mm, but again, if you can make the trip more realistic in the sense yeah. of, like, I might be able to do it one day. I think just by all means. a very mo- much more exotic place uh, to go. Nice weather, very very beautiful scenery. I follow I follow a a South Africa account on on Instagram. It's just every picture, whether it's Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, Pretoria, um, you know, at Table Mountain, just all all areas. Table of Mountain. It. Table Mountain. It's a mountain, it's flat, I guess, at the top. Oh, that would make sense. Um, That's good naming. Good naming. Good yeah. Um, but really, just it all looks nice. And then there's also, of course, um, I mean. Shan and I talk about all these places we'd love to visit in Europe. Uh, at the top of her list, I know, is Lisbon mm-hmm. in Portugal. At the top of my list is Croatia. More specifically, Dubrovnik, a a.k.a. A friend of mine is there right now, actually. That's amazing, because Dubrovnik is, uh, for those of you who know... And that's why he's there. ...the scene, uh, or the... The, um, the setting. The setting of King's Landing in Game of Thrones. And that, that I mean, it's nerdy, but I don't really care. That's definitely sparked my uh, my interest in going there. First of all, it just looks beautiful. It's right along the... Um, the Baltic Sea? It's right along a body of water. I, um, I geography failed no good, no. So okay. don't look at me for that. Maybe, maybe the Mediterranean or something like that. It's, it's right along some... Paula's pulling her hair out right now. Listen to this. She absolutely <gasps> is. She's like um, yelling at the screen right now. She actually, um, she actually got together while back in her travels when she was uh, living in Europe. She's, and she always said we should go back there, and I've agreed. Um, but no, a friend of mine's there right now. I'll show you some pictures later. But he has been doing like photos of like fa- like recognizable bits of land from the show, which has been kind of funny. Yeah, including one of them actually on an Iron Throne. They have like I guess a replica there somewhere because people do come for this trip. But it's kind of the same reason. Like I would, I've always wanted to do Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I would love to go and see some of the famous points and you know locations from the Lord of the Rings series and the Hobbit. Yeah, that's definitely uh, up there for me as well. I mean. I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Not ashamed of it. I would love to visit, you know, where the Shire was, where Mount Doom was. I mean, obviously, our, you know, from, again, Rooster Teeth, uh, Chris and Carrie, these two guys who work for this company that we both we both follow, mm-hmm. did a, a series called The Simple Walk into Mordor, where they actually walked, they physically walked from the setting of the Shire yeah. to the setting of Mount, Mount Doom. Doom. So, I mean, it's not the exact same amount of time or distance as, you know, in the, the actual Lord of the Rings universe, but they walked from those settings. Which, which is still apparently incredible. They did it in about six days? Six or seven days. And I think they said, like, realistically, it should have been done in ten. Like, they had to really do yeah, it. they had to like, push it. They had to go, like, 30 it. kilometers a day, I think. Oh, there was the day they got caught in the woods overnight. They didn't, they didn't get their camping gear back, so they were stuck in the woods overnight without any gear. Some crazy stuff. I Actually, I rewatched it recently. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think I would walk personally, but I would definitely. No, but to definitely visit. go to some of those places. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say one of my top locations because this question, like I said, came up at work, and I was one of the last to answer. And there's a lot of places I'd like to go, and a lot of places I've been. I want to go back to Hawaii. I can go back to any time. It's heaven. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I just as far as like a more city location, I loved England. Okay. I was literally smack in the middle of London. I spent a few days, and I just loved that city, that very New York vibe, but a little more... I mean, that combination of a city like New York with that European vibe of a smaller place like Amsterdam, which I also loved. 
Amsterdam was amazing. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely would love to go back there very soon. Oh. Um, our friend Brad, mm-hmm. as well as our friend TJ, they're in Amsterdam right now. Are they? Yeah. Uh, I imagine, because it's, let's see, it's 5.43 here. It's a, almost midnight there, so I imagine they're not sober. But Would the time really matter for that question? No, not in Amsterdam. No, not for those two, period. That, that, <laughs> that too. Forget the time or the place. It's those two. They're always getting crazy. All about it. Nah. Great um, guys. Yeah, I think one of my number one locations, though, actually speaking of Brad, though, is Scotland. I uh, was there. Yeah, I've never been. Awesome. I have family history there. My grandmother came from Scotland, as I mentioned on the show before. Uh, and it's something I'd love to go back, but I'd want to do the research and look up some of the family and the history and figure out where I was from and all that yeah. stuff. In fact, while we're on the surface of Scotland, a year ago today, I touched down in Edinburgh Ooh. for the last part of my Euro trip. What uh, a weirdly year. well-timed episode we recorded. Yeah, there we go. Like it's, it's pretty much for the past two weeks, every day, Facebook has been reminding me, on this day, you posted this picture from this European city. I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm so happy to, to be reminded of these, me- you know. Sitting is- at work in this hot garbage weather. Yep. <sighs> That's it. Like, it's probably 30 degrees in Amsterdam right now. But, and it, like, we were very lucky with the weather when Brad and I went to Europe last year. It was, it was consistently 20, 25 to 30 degrees, but it never felt unbearable because maybe some of it was just the excitement of being, being out. Somewhere and, new, and yeah. Somewhere new, but, or also maybe just different type of climate. But, oh my God, it was awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, I remember when we a very intense trip through Italy last uh, summer, where we did a few days in Milan, a few days up in the north of Italy in a small villa, mm-hmm. and then we did a few days in Rome before flying home. So right. the whole thing was maybe two and a half weeks. But Milan, we ended up at a world's fair. So every country around the world spending like yes. stupid amounts of money showing off these huge there was a building that was just like it was a giant like look at a giant pattern on it. Until you realize it was all just single strands of beads hanging down. They were all meticulously like placed in order to make this larger pattern and spell out words. It was ridiculous. But that was the kind of thing where like they had actually covered most of the sidewalks. You were in the shade at all times, except for the center square, like where basically the two main roads crossed. So whenever we got there, it was always like, are we ready? Everyone has some water. And we would just run across. But it was just like this mad dash from side to side of like as little time in the middle as possible. And there were some nice things in this little middle square. We just couldn't stop to look at them because it was so hot out. It was yeah. so sunny that you needed to be in the shade or you were dead. I um, I mean, as much as we talk about travel, when we think of travel, we always think of these far away, like exotic destinations. But we need to not remember, not remember, not forget <laughs> that, um, you know, travel. I actually had this conversation with Eric, our coworker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an argument with him. He says, it doesn't count as traveling. If you get off the plane and people speak the same language as you. And I'm like, no, I disagree with that. Yeah. I think it's still like I can go to Vancouver and I still call that traveling. I can go down to the States and I still call that traveling. Oh, like, I mean, here's where I come to the line. Tomorrow I plan on going with my brother down to Burlington. Really just to go get IHOP because we haven't hung out in a while. And it's a fun thing to go do. God, why not? That's it's travel for the sake of a quick journey. It's not really a vacation or traveling. Whereas driving down to Maine for a weekend, that's travel. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's only six hours both ways. Yes, we're only going to be there for really like a day and a half, two days max. But that's still travel. Yeah, that's granted- going somewhere outside of your city, outside of your normal destinations. Different enough, in my opinion, of the culture. I mean, like it is still, it's New England, which I feel is a very nice part of America. I still really enjoy being around. Yeah. I'll start just getting to America for a bit now before all hell breaks loose in the elections. <laughs> Got a few months still with that. Um, no, but that's it. It's like, granted, if you're taking like a day trip, maybe that doesn't necessarily count as traveling. But if you're staying overnight or for a couple days, yeah, I still think it counts. Even a day trip, depending where you're going. Depending like if you going. are in Amsterdam for a few months and you take a day to go by train down somewhere you know, outside of Amsterdam... Because you can do that in Europe, thanks to the European <sighs> Union. God damn, European Union, why are you so awesome? God, you can walk across to Germany if you wanted to. Can, can Canada join the European Union? Are we allowed to? I don't think we're allowed to. How would I go about getting us into it if I could? Is that a thing I could do, just me? I, I guess you can write a very, you know, nicely worded letter. To the Queen? <laughs> 
No, to... Uh, yeah, right, right, right the Queen of England. You know, Britain, the whole exit thing? Yeah, the Queen is definitely the person you want to speak to about European Union-related matters at this point. To the King of the EU, whoever he may be. The Grand she. Sorcerer. <laughs> the EU's Grand High Duke Sorcerer. Probably Angela Merkel, Chancellor really? of Germany. Is it funny? I, I only know the name because of SNL. I don't know. I've heard her come up a few times, but I only know her as the... She's the... Something... She's in Germany, right? She's German. Yeah, she's the Chancellor of Germany. The Chancellor of Germany. Yeah, which is... Really is position they have there? The Chancellor? The, the Chancellor. That's been around for a while, Chancellor. Really? I didn't know that was Hitler an actual was position. a Chancellor. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that was an actual... Like, he was also the Fuhrer, position. but... Because, uh, yeah. again, that's one of those things I only know from V for Vendetta when they refer to the High Chancellor. Hmm. Uh, I want to go back to travel a little bit, though. Was... Dream vacation of mine, and I say vacation, but I feel like most people wouldn't consider it. I would love to, if ever I were, and again, one of those things that would be hard to do with a settling down married life, but if ever I were totally unattached or somehow had the time to go do this, to take like a few weeks or even a few months to go with a research vessel down to Antarctica. Ooh. Some place that you don't get to very often. And not, I mean, I know people who have gone before, like I've heard uh, people tell me stories of going. Where you go with like a cruise kind of thing, you get like a few days and it's very highly like controlled. But to go with a research vessel or like a group that isn't like a standard tour group. Yeah, that would be cool. And really just see it for yourself. Um, I mean, ideally, if there was a job I could have, if ever I was like, and the thing is it's photographers who do it. And I mean, I'm not nearly as good a photographer as some people I know, but I would love to take the job. You ever walk into an Apple store and they have all the, on all the computers, they have like demo photos. Yeah. You know, Apple pays a photographer to take an iPhone or an iPad out to these places to take photos. Damn. Where do I get that job? I don't know, but I want that job. Uh, I, I've seen That's them take crazy. photos in Antarctica. That's crazy. One of my favorite things is on Reddit when people do post photos of, like, research team in Antarctica <coughs> meeting penguins who have never seen humans. And the penguins just being like, what is this thing? And walking up to a human and, like, poking it being like, what are you, weird orange puffy thing in the snow? That's crazy. Because, like, the reality is I was going to be penguins, but I feel like it's a place that isn't heavily explored by tourists. No, it not really. It really is, like, those small ports where they do allow people to come in on cruises or research teams. So to go with a research team, and like, yes, do research, take photos, be involved, even document it for them. But to be able to go spend this time in what feels like another world we've never really got to explore is just something I'm mm-hmm. so interested in. Yeah. So we talked about dream travel destinations. How about how about traveling stories? Do you have any good ones? Traveling I definitely stories. have a couple. Why don't you start? Because I can't think of any of my head right away, but I'll definitely have definitely <clears> some <throat> for sure. Well, like I said, I went to Europe last year uh, with our friend Brad. And going anywhere with Brad, you know there's going to be some fun times. Yes, Brad, who times. if you do not recall previous stories about, involved with him showing off how he wore his kilt properly. I've seen a lot of Brad. Yeah, I don't... I, I've I seen a lot of Brad. Uh, do not envy you. <laughs> but, let's see. Because we went to Brussels, Amsterdam, Cologne, Berlin, Copenhagen, and then back to Edinburgh, where Brad lives. When we were in Cologne, we met up with two of his friends, actually, who also... Uh, who, who, who he knows um, in Scotland who happened to be in Cologne at the same time. So we went to this this brewery or this this bar in Cologne, and it was literally, they served the beer in these little 0.2-liter glasses. And it's like practically a shot. You down it yeah. pretty quickly. And so the way your waiter walks by, and so Brad's friend, he just like sort of holds up four fingers, like, fear beer. And the guy's like, fear, okay. Comes over with his little tray, brings, puts down four of those little glasses of beer, and he crosses off on a, on a coaster so he counts how many have, we've had. So he goes, Ein, zwei, drei, vier. And he walks away. We you know we're still talking. We finish them. And at a certain point, you know, Buddy leans over and he's like, Yeah, vier. The guy's like, vier? Okay. Takes our glasses, drops four more. Ein, zwei, drei, vier. And he just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And it's because you're drinking them so, you know, they're so, such small receptacles, you're drinking them so quickly. Before you know it, you've had like seven and you're a little tipsy. So I later learned that the reason they do that is not to get tipsy quickly. It's because the beer is top brewed. And if you put it in a larger glass, it ferments and it gets really bad quickly. Oh. But I also got tipsy very quickly. I feel like that would do it to you too. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, no, that, that's a really cool thing. I like that. I like that kind of stuff you do. 
It's so one of awesome. my favorite things to do on travel, though, and Paul and I have done a few of these, uh, whether it be in Maine or Toronto or New Hampshire, uh, the places we go to a little more locally, is um, brewery tours. Brewery tours, yeah. Such a fun experience, and they're usually not expensive. If you're looking for good travel things to do, tours. They're not expensive. Tons of cool stuff. I mean, I have like a bunch of glasses or shot glasses or like cups I've gotten from those tours, bottle openers, other free gifts. Yeah. You end up drinking a ton of beer. And then when you end up sticking around and having like one or two more and like ordering a bite to eat at their little, usually have a restaurant involved sometimes. Or like a, we went to one in Toronto, Steam Whistle. Yeah. And they have amazing pretzels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will preface that by saying we had the Heineken Brewery and the Carlsberg Brewery available to us. We didn't go because it was about 15 euros, which at the time was like 30 bucks. Okay. I get to the Canadian. Middle Brewery, yeah. So, but yes, I've heard brewery tours are really, really awesome. Yeah. The ones I've done in America, at least, have been, and like in the Canada, have all been like under five bucks. Yeah. Okay. See, so that, that's definitely worth yeah. doing. We were looking point. at doing one, again, for the honeymoon, looking at doing one in uh, Maui and one in Kauai. We're looking at doing a beer brewery and then a rum distillery. Ooh, I just cool. I love that kind of stuff. I did take beer making back in school, and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that as a just an yeah. interesting subject. Uh, I was gonna share a travel story, which was the uh, I had that. I don't know if you did or if your school had this. My school had the uh, European grad trip. No, we did New York City. Yeah, so my school, despite being a pretty rundown school, when I talk about it most times, Riverdale. Yeah, our grad trip was um, going to Europe. It was twenty one days or so three weeks. We hit. I wish I could really sit down and like write down every city you went to because I don't remember all of them that well. But I mean, it's where I got to experience Amsterdam, England, Germany, uh, Spain. We were in Sitges and we ended up taking a train to Barcelona. Uh, I know we did a lot of Italy. We got to see Florence. We got to see Sorrento, which to me is one of the most beautiful cities. Hmm. And that's where my story I want to tell us. And it was pretty much the middle of the trip so we'd already done a lot of touristy things in a lot of the other cities like seeing the churches or the main squares or going on bike rides or museums or the beer gardens we'd done a lot of this so this was two three days in italy we did sorrento and then another small town whose name i forget that we stayed in but each day pretty much spent the day in venice which is the place to go for our hotel yeah but in the evenings was a small touristy town where we could you know use a laundromat you know just sit around by the beach and drink oh which is awesome which is very nice but to me, it was Sorrento, which was really just a, almost like a pit stop leg for us. It was really just like, this is a day to relax, go for a walk in a small town. It's not really touristy. It really is like local. Like we're watching people like pull in their fish from their boats on their docks and like bring them into town to sell them. Like it was really like cultural, mm-hmm. but no one really cared because we we're all kind of like young kids looking to drink and get drunk. Yeah. But it was just walking around this town, getting lost, going like, you know, these like beautiful little places and I have this distinct memory of going maybe like a 20-minute walk, 15-minute walk from our hotel to this restaurant by the water that was a little more like they knew. It was kind of a little more touristy. It's by the water. It was kind of like, you know, this nice view. And one of the girls at my table going like, it's getting really chilly out. I wish we had a sweater or a jacket. And I volunteered to go back and get it while we were between orders of uh, drinks and food. And running back to the hotel, a giant fucking dog jumping out of the back of a pickup truck and chasing me to the hotel. <laughs> and of course, the way this hotel was designed, the main door was up on a hill. Like, it was basically like a mountain you can walk up, kind of like a street. Uh-huh. So if you were below that, you were on the deck of uh, the docks, on the deck, the docks. And there was a, the elevator itself had an entrance there. Hmm. So their main elevator went down to the docks. Then there was, I guess, like a, a basement level, the lobby, and then all the hotels. Right. So I'm there hitting the button like in a cartoon, frantically waiting for the door to open. This dog coming at me and finally getting to me and just jumping on my shoulders and licking my face so playfully. <laughs> of just like, and then just seeing the owner like, and of course, like it feels like it was this long, you know, run from the dog to the door it was like maybe like a few feet. And like looking down to the, the owner sitting there outside of the truck laughing at the dog, like barreling after some kid. Uh-huh. And then just like this amazing moment of like being like this, this just not even like. So this guy, like, selling his wares or, like, picking up fish or doing deliveries. Like, just very local Italian guy laughing at me as I have his dog chase me down the block. I, I imagine him wearing, like, a straw hat and, like, a striped shirt. Like, like those gondoliers there. I can't recall exactly. I did take a gondola in Venice, though. That's cool. Very overpriced, but it was a fun experience, I gotta say. Yeah, I'm glad things, I did. Eh? Uh, have you ever been afraid for your life while traveling? Once. Once. Were you? 
Yeah. I'll tell you because I feel like you have a story. You're, I feel like you're leading with the story. I thing. have. I don't think I was necessarily afraid for my life, but I was definitely a little wary. Um, I'm curious. When I got to Copenhagen, um, I took a picture that I had arrived, and on the Facebook post, our friend Audrey, who has done her fair share of travels, as yes. we know, um, said, go see Christiania. Okay. For those of, uh, those of our listeners who have never heard of this place, it's, it's actually one of the most interesting places I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, what Christiania essentially is, is this little area smack dab in the middle of the capital of Denmark that they don't consider themselves part of the EU, and the police refer to them, and I'm using air quotes here, as a social experiment. Pretty much, it began as a sort of free uh, free town where people bought and sold hard drugs. They now have outlawed hard drugs, and they just stick to, to, to marijuana and, and weed-related paraphernalia. So, of course, Brad and I are like, well, this seems interesting. We'll go. We'll go see what it is. So we get there, and, you know, it's broad daylight, and, you know, I, I have my phone out because I'm taking pictures of everything. And we get to a street that's called Pusher Street. And Pusher <laughs> Street is known as the place where that this is where the drug buying and selling happens. Oh, literally. Yeah, it is. It is very much. I thought it was a cute name. Nope. Nope, not at all. And so I just walk up right down to the mill. I love my down street photos. So I just take a picture, snap. Everyone hears the shutter. And I think nothing of it. As I take the picture, I hear Brad, who is reading this big sign. He says, oh, you can't take pictures here. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And immediately this like big guy at like one of the first tables is like, hey, you can't take pictures. I'm like, okay. He's like, no, I'm serious. You can't. Like, don't take pictures. And it's like, getting, he's getting angry at me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't take one. I didn't take one. And I'm like, oh, shit. Is he going to come like check my phone? Is he going to come like challenge me on this? It felt like... An eternity went by. Sure enough, he just turns back to his table. And Brad comes up to me. He's like, yeah, I just read the sign. I'm like, I didn't. I didn't read the <laughs> sign. I was one of those tourists who just, like, go around and ignore everything. Signs don't apply to me. Yes. I'm not from here. <laughs> That's it. This is in Danish. No, it was in English. <laughs> but, um, so we walk through Pusher Street. We just see these scary-looking dudes with masks and, like, their hoodies with the hoods up and everything. Just scary, scary-looking guys. Guys who... As much as they said, you know, no violence is allowed here, no running, no this, no that, I feel like they wouldn't hesitate to kick my ass if they saw me taking pictures of shit like that. I feel like it's one of those things where if you break the law, they'll break the law to break you. That's it. So we walk through, we walk through, we finally get through Pusher Street and we leave Christiania. Um, We, you know, as much as there's some cool bars there, there's some cool houses there, things like that, we decide, like, we're not going to stick around. The second we get out, Brad, Brad turns around, turns to look at me, he's like, so you got the picture, right? I'm like, yeah, I got the picture. <laughs> and I, I actually posted it up on Facebook, but I don't think, unless I had identified it to somebody, you wouldn't, there's nothing that incriminating that you see in that picture. If you zoom in and enhance a bunch, you'll see a little pot leaf, you know, sign, like way far in the back. But all that trouble for, you know, what wasn't even that great of a picture is kind of annoying. I'm and just then, imagining that guy who yelled at you just don't take a photo sitting there, still at the same table for some reason. With his phone just scrolling through Facebook and just seeing that photo going, I knew it! I knew he... I'll find you, (laughs) Ryan! (laughs) If I ever come back to Copenhagen, I gotta be a little careful. (laughs) (laughs) You guys go back to the same street in front of that restaurant, at that table, there's a little sign there. Have you seen this man, wanted dead or alive? (gasps) Oh, God. Uh, My only fear for life, not only fear for my life, but just scared moment was I got, I tried to get, someone tried to mug me in England. Oh, really? Yeah. Not traditional, like, money or your life here I have a gun it was right from our hotel you'd walk down one street to a main road main road to the 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 tunnels for the underground and there was a McDonald's there so it was kind of the we were in a town where there was no like local restaurants it was all like business and hotels so it was the only place to really get a quick bite before going into town mm-hmm. so a lot of us kind of just said like you know what, screw it we'll do McDonald's for breakfast this time yeah and outside of McDonald's was an ATM so we'd all go and get our money for the day uh, I had gotten up pretty early and decided to walk down to go there and, like, get up to the table and, like, get the money out of the ATM. Just go for a walk in England, like, you know, early enough in the day. Uh, and I'm at the ATM, put card in, go to, you know, punch and all my stuff, get money out. And guy comes up, puts newspaper between me and the machine, and an, Ind- an Indian tries to sell me the paper. And I go, no, thank you. And I kind of just, like, nudge him away and I try to use the machine again. And then someone, clearly with him, does the same thing from the other side. Ideally, you're trying to get me to hit the button to eject the money, 
And while I'm busy trying to push them away or look at the paper, the other one will go and grab the cash or one of them will mm-hmm. grab it. And they do this like three or four times like this back and forth dance. And finally, I go to like swat at one of them and I actually like hit him in the face and he drops. Damn. And I just like freak out, look at the machine, he gives me the message saying like, error with machine, please take card, try to the machine. So I just took my card and I just ran, got on the metro and like went. Yeah. Ended up getting to, I knew we were meeting the group that day, so I knew where to go kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just there and there and was like, oh, you got here so early. And I was like, yeah, long story. And I explained. And getting back later and just seeing like a small pool of blood in front of the ATM machine. Oh, I was God. like, I did nothing. <laughs> but that was like my most like scared moment while traveling, really. Okay. I will say, as much as there was that weird area in Denmark, I love it was cool. I would go back. I would I'd love I to go never, to Denmark. It's interesting. And I never felt unsafe. No, um, I feel like Europe. Europe is a place to go to if you're looking for like vacation or European tra- traveling done easy, go to Europe. Yeah. I feel like Europe is the kind of place that is so used to tourists and is so friendly that in any of the major cities, like I remember talking to other tourists in Germany just because it was so public a place. I remember just chatting with locals in Italy because it was cool. I do remember in Spain, we were in Sitges and the beaches don't officially close, but pretty much as soon as the sun starts setting, people get the fuck out of there because it's cold water. Yeah. But we're a bunch of Canadians who haven't seen a beach in a few weeks. We're like, um swimming as the sun's setting and people are clearly walking down the street like by the beach looking at us like the hell are they doing it's cold out and they're in the water like we were it was completely like insane that we were there oh god and it just made for a very fun little like oh we're not proper we're wild canadians yeah canadians definitely have a reputation when they travel that's uh better than americans i remember being um in amsterdam getting breakfast and getting a ton of sass from the waitress And then, like, as she brings us the bills for uh, our, like, really small breakfast, I, like, put my bag on the table, like, very prominently displayed the Canadian flag on it. And she comes by and goes, are you guys Canadians? We're like, yeah. She goes, I'm so sorry. And gave us a round of beers for free. They love Canadians. Like, literally. uh, Oh, we assumed you were Americans and treated you like shit because fuck America. Oh, no, you're our friendly Canadians. I did. Here, have free beer. Before I left Europe, I did have the thought to sew the Canadian flag on my backpack. Smart. Um, I didn't. I didn't oh. end up doing it. I'm wondering, would that have changed? I mean, not just, that I was treated Just say A and sorry enough, and then yeah. we'll figure it out. Like I said, they love Canadians in the Netherlands. They, they love Canadians there. Um, but, you know, Canadians generally have a solid reputation worldwide, and hopefully, hopefully I'm back out there soon enough. Hopefully. Same. I know I have Hawaii coming up in a few months after the wedding, but, like, I really, really want to go back and do Europe again. I know we were looking yeah. at doing a possible UK, like, England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales trip. That'd be cool, but again, even even with the even with the the pound dropping because of the current econ- economic state with Brexit, still a pricey thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And again, even in October, a bit cold. You're you're going to a place that has winter right at the end more, of the fall. More more than we do, if if that's possible, yeah, or just like crappy weather. Yeah, they always say I had no rain when I was in England. So like maybe an hour. I didn't see the sun when I was in Scotland. Albeit I was in Scotland for a day and a half. Mm. It was gray. Well, I feel like that's a true statement, no matter what you do, because you were probably in Scotland inside of a bar. I was I did spend a lot of time inside <laughs> bars in Scotland and inside Nando's getting some cheeky Nando's. What is Nando's? Oh, it's a it's a it's like restaurant serves chicken, you know, burritos and sandwiches mm. and stuff like that. It's awesome. Get nice. some cheeky Nando's. Some cheeky Nando's. Cheeky Nando's. All about it. <laughs> Definitely. If you're when you're in the UK, you gotta go get some cheeky Nando's at some point. I will take a. I will keep an eye on next one there. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we'll just do a little wrap up here. I feel like this episode didn't really have like a controversial topic. No. Like Pokemon Go really had the like there's the ups and downs or like Airbnbs or hostels. This really just like I wanted an excuse to talk about travel a bit and where we want to go, where we've been. Totally. And just like let our listeners think about travel. And is there, even if you didn't answer in time for this episode, we'd love to hear from you still. We'd love follow up. Travel. Uh, was there anywhere you haven't gone that you wanted to or where's the best place we should go next? Yeah. Maybe we should go together somewhere and record the podcast in a destination. Fiji. Fiji? Fiji. Maldives. Ooh, yeah. St. Kitts and, you know. Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah, two bros in Dubrovnik? Two bros in Dubrovnik. Actually, I should say before we start wrapping up with the travel, I was thinking about how much cheaper it'll be next year to go to Texas. Hmm. If we do RTX. True. If, uh, if the, regardless of how the elections go in the U.S., it seems like no one's going to be happy. And a lot of things are going to get messy, so hopefully that all will drop. Maybe. But then how safe is the South going to really be? 
Yeah, but Austin is not too bad. Austin. I feel like solid. Austin's a safe place, regardless of how things might go. Dubrovnik, two bros, Nick. Ooh, two bros, Nick. Woo! If we didn't already have a hashtag about ducks being assholes, that would have been our nah, hashtag. Hashtag ducks are assholes. Hashtag Still ducks are assholes. Uh, as always, you can find us on the Twitters and the rest of the internet. I'm at Boxless Thought, and you are at at Ryan W. As always, a thank you to our lovely artists making our cute little avatars. Andrea, hashtag, uh, hashtag at Airy Smiles. Just at Airy Smiles. Don't hashtag her. No need to hashtag. Well, I mean, you could if you want to. That'd be a good side hashtag. Yeah. Uh, But please keep listening. We enjoy all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to us. We love you all equally. Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, I I have a favorite listener. Do you? Aww. Yeah. It's Shannon. She's so cool. Shannon's cool. So is Paula. So is your betrothed. You know? I just to see if I can get you to say it. Was your... <laughs> I just want to screw with you a little bit. Oh, God. Uh, this will be us signing off. I don't think either of us have the ability to sing or doodle anything at this week. <laughs> Are you... I don't know what that was. You're beefing? <laughs> I'm beefing. You're having a beef? I'm having a beef. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, Goodbye. We love you. No, we don't. Oh, we don't. No.